You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. It's actually quite unlike anything we've ever seen before. A giant hairy creature, part eight, part man. In Loch Ness, a 24-mile-long bottomless lake in the highlands of Scotland, it's a creature known as the Loch Ness Monster. Monster Talk. Greetings, Monster Talk listeners. Yeti again, I failed to get all my plans executed for the year, but I thought this year would be different, and to make it so, I worked very diligently on a special bit of short fiction to present this year for my Christmas ghost story episode. I was pretty happy with it, and despite the fact that I'll have to write it again from scratch, I will endeavor to do so, but I lost the whole thing. I have no idea where it went. I've looked on every computer. But now, it's actually Christmas Eve, and I've somehow ruined my own plans for the episode. And there's no way to get that story polished up in time from scratch and record it. So instead, I'm going to read one of my very favorite ghost stories. But first, one thing I'd like to mention before that is this. Here in the United States, around the holidays, it's common for people to give gifts and spend time with the family. But it's also a time of extreme pressure for people who may not have had such a good year. If you're having a good year and you're feeling strong and healthy and at peace, please reach out to your friends and family who may not be doing so well. It's almost a certainty that you know someone who you haven't stayed in touch with or who's fallen silent or who stopped coming out to social events. Maybe their health isn't great. Maybe they're having a hard time making it. Maybe they're gripped with anxiety and depression. Please, if you're feeling strong, take a moment and reach out to someone who isn't. Let them know that you're there for them. Sometimes just talking with a friend who cares can make all the difference to someone who's feeling lost or trapped or alone. If you can be that anchor, please take a moment and pick up a phone or visit those people in your life. You might even save a life. 
For those of you who follow this little request, I thank you. But for all of you, I hope you have a happy holiday season and a happy new year and that 2018 brings you more joy than sorrow, which in the economics of emotion might be all that one can realistically hope for. And for those of you for whom podcasters are the anchor that keeps you going, hang in there. Sorrow will pass, joy will return, and hopefully we'll give you more of the latter in this coming year. And now, our Monster Talk ghost story. Monster Talk. The Open Window by Hector Hugh Monroe, more widely known by his pen name, Saki. My aunt will be down presently, Mr. Natal, said a very self-possessed young lady of fifteen. In the meantime, you must try and put up with me. Frampton Natal endeavored to say the correct something, which should duly flatter the niece of the moment without unduly discounting the aunt that was to come. Privately, he doubted more than ever whether these formal visits on a succession of total strangers would do much towards helping the nerve cure which he was supposed to be undergoing. "'I know how it will be,' his sister had said when he was preparing to migrate to this rural retreat." "'Ye will bury yourself down there and not speak to a living soul, "'and your nerves will be worse than ever from moping. "'I shall just give you letters of introduction to all the people I know there. "'Some of them, as far as I can remember, were quite nice.' "'Frampton wondered whether Mrs. Sappleton, "'the lady to whom he was presenting one of the letters of introduction, "'came into the nice division. "'Do you know many of the people round here?' asked the niece, "'when she judged that they had sufficient silent communion. "'Hardly a soul,' said Frampton.' My sister was staying here at the rectory, you know, some four years ago, and she gave me letters of introduction to some of the people here. He made the last statement in a tone of distinct regret. Then you know practically nothing of my aunt, pursued the self-possessed young lady. Only her name and address, admitted the caller. He was wondering whether Mrs. Sappleton was in the married or widowed state. An undefinable something about the room seemed to suggest masculine habitation. "'Her great tragedy happened just three years ago,' said the child. "'That would be since your sister's time.' "'Her tragedy?' asked Frampton. "'Somehow, in this restful country spot, tragedy seemed out of place. "'You may wonder why we keep that wide open on an October afternoon,' said the niece, "'indicating a large French window that opened to the lawn. Uh, "'It is quite warm for the time of year,' said Frampton. "'But has that window got anything to do with the tragedy?' "'Out through that window, three years ago, to a day, "'her husband and her two young brothers went off for their day's shooting. "'They never came back. "'In crossing the moor to their favorite snipe-shooting ground, "'they were all three engulfed in a treacherous piece of bog. "'It had been that dreadful wet summer, you know, "'and places that were safe in other years gave way suddenly without warning. "'Their bodies were never recovered. "'That was the dreadful part of it.' Here the child's voice lost its self-possessed note and became falteringly human. Poor aunt always thinks that they will come back some day, they and the little brown spaniel that was lost with them, and walk in that window just as they used to do, and that is why the window is kept open every evening till it's quite dusk. Poor dear aunt. She's often told me how they went out, her husband with his white waterproof coat over his arms, and Ronnie, her youngest brother, singing... "'Bertie, where do you bound?' as he always did to tease her because she said it got on her nerves.' 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Do you know, sometimes, on still quiet evenings like this, I almost get a creepy feeling that they will all walk in through that window. She broke off with a little shudder. It was a relief to Frampton when the aunt bustled into the room with a whirl of apologies for being late and making her appearance. I hope Vera's been amusing you, she said. Uh, She's been very interesting, said Frampton. I hope you don't mind the open window, said Mrs. Sappleton briskly. My husband and brothers will be home directly from shooting, and they always come in this way. They've been out for a snipe in the marshes today, so they'll make a fine mess over my poor carpets. So like you menfolk, isn't it? She rattled on cheerfully about the shooting and the scarcity of birds and the prospects for duck in the winter. To Frampton, it was all purely horrible. He made a desperate but only partially successful effort to turn the talk to a less ghastly topic. He was conscious that his hostess was giving him only a fragment of her attention, and her eyes were constantly straying past him to the open window and the lawn beyond. It was certainly an unfortunate coincidence that he should have paid his visit on this tragic anniversary. Uh, The doctors agree in ordering me a complete rest, an absence of mental excitement and avoidance of anything in the nature of violent physical exercise, announced Frampton, who labored under the tolerably widespread delusion that total strangers and chance acquaintances are hungry for the least detail of one's ailments and infirmities, their cause and cure. On the matter of diet, they're not so much in agreement, he continued. No, said Mrs. Sappleton in a voice which only replaced a yawn at the last moment, and then she suddenly brightened into alert attention, but not to what Frampton was saying. Here they are at last, she cried, just in time for tea, and don't they look as if they were muddy up to the eyes. Frampton shivered slightly and turned towards the niece with a look intended to convey sympathetic comprehension. The child was staring out through the window with dazed horror in her eyes. In a chill shock of nameless fear, Frampton swung around in his seat and looked in the same direction. 
In the deepening twilight, three figures were walking across the lawn towards the window. They all carried guns under their arms, and one of them was additionally burdened with a white coat hung over his shoulder. A tired brown spaniel kept close at their heels. Noiselessly, they neared the house, and then a hoarse young voice chanted out of the dusk, I said, Bertie, why do you bound? Frampton grabbed wildly at his stick and hat. The hall door, the gravel drive, and the front gate were dimly noted stages in his headlong retreat. A cyclist coming along the road had to run into the hedge to avoid an imminent collision. Here we are, my dear, said the bearer of the white Macintosh coming in through the window. Fairly muddy, but most of it's dry. Who was that who bolted up as we came up? A most extraordinary man, a Mr. Natell, said Mrs. Seppleton. Could only talk about his illness and dashed off without a word of goodbye or an apology when you arrived. One would think he'd seen a ghost. I expect it was the Spaniel, said the niece calmly. He told me he had a horror of dogs. He was once hunted into a cemetery somewhere on the banks of the Ganges by a pack of pariah dogs and had to spend the night in a newly dug grave with the creatures snarling and grinning and foaming just above him, enough to make anyone lose their nerve. Romance, at short notice, was her specialty. Monster dog. Hi, I'm Blake Smith. On behalf of myself and Karen Stolzno, I want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You've been listening to Monster Talk, the science show about monsters, our special 2017 Christmas episode. If you'd like to support Monster Talk, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash monster talk or give us a positive review on your favorite podcasting platform. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. If all goes well, we'll have one more regular episode out this December, so stay tuned. Monster Talk theme music is by Peach Stealing Monkeys. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.